This week we're continuing in our new series called Age of Heroes. And um, some of you guys don't, don't know this, but uh, last week we had our, our men's prayer breakfast on Saturday. And uh, a couple hours after that event, um, I wound up with a full-blown ear infection in my right ear. So uh, we started this series last week. If you missed it, you might want to catch it online because you heard your pastor preach heavily medicated um, last Sunday. <laughs> it is, it's a 10-day course of medication. So we should put a probably, uh, tech guys in the back, we should probably put a disclaimer on week one and week two of this series because I'm still medicated. But it's, buckle your seatbelt because here we go, okay? Uh, in this series through the month of June, uh, we've really kind of been emphasizing and focusing a bit on our men with Father's Day, you know, just a couple weeks away. But while this is our man series, there's also, as I said before, great, great application um, for all of our women as well. Last week, we began with a foundational statement for this series, and that statement was this. We'll put it up on the screens for you, that God created you, all of you, with the heart of a hero, with the heart of a hero. And we said that, that having a heart of a hero means that God has put inside each and every one of us this righteous desire to stand up and fight for that which is pure and that which is true. Last week, um, we ended by saying that every hero occasionally in life fears failure. But if we hesitate, if we get afraid and we hesitate, we pause, we're already defeated before we even begin the battle. All of us at times in our lives are going to have a fear of failure. But any hero that hesitates in battle, the battle's already lost. So the, the title of the message today is The Hesitant Hero. And as we prepare to receive God's word and hear what he wants to teach us today, let's begin with a word of prayer. Can we do that with heads bowed, eyes closed? Heavenly Father, Lord, we, we thank you for this day, Lord God. Uh, we pray in advance, Lord, that um, coming here and, and being a part of this service or watching online, Father God, this just wouldn't be just a ritual or a routine that we're doing, Lord God, but we want to be ready today to hear what you want to tell us from this incredible story in your word. God, we pray that you will take this truth into our lives, that we'll be able to receive it, embrace it, apply it into our lives so that we can move from the smaller story of us to the greater story and the greater vision and the greater plans that you have for us in our lives. We pray this today in Jesus' name. Amen. So let's get started today and begin by looking at the greatest fear that most of us face in life. And that fear is the fear of failure. And the story we're going to focus on today is found in Judges chapter 6. So if you have your Bible or Bible app on your phone and you want to get ahead, you can go ahead and turn to Judges chapter 6. Um, But in Judges chapter 6, we're going to look at some verses today from this story that's incredibly powerful and and really speaks to what we're talking about when it comes to this fear. And that story today centers around this, uh, this fearful hero. This hero was a guy by the name of Gideon. So let's go ahead and unpack his story today. Judges 6, picking up in verse 11, and here's what it says. It says, the angel of the Lord came and sat down under the oak in Oprah that belonged to Joash, the Abizrite, where his son Gideon was threshing wheat in a wine press to keep it from the Midianites. Okay, let's pause there for a second. That, there was a lot, of, a lot of words in there. But here, here we see the hero of our story is a guy named Gideon. But this hero is paralyzed by fear. God is calling him or is about to call him 
to do something great, but he's hesitant. The Midianites were this group of thugs. They were these bullies, okay? This is our, our comic book hero story, so you're going to get some of this, okay? Um, but they were attacking and they were pillaging, you know, the villages of the Israelites. And so Gideon is just doing his job. He's trying to, to get some food together for his family. He's threshing some wheat, but he's not doing it out in the open. He's actually doing it in hiding because he's afraid of those guys. He's afraid of the Midianites. Now let's see what happens, picking up in verse 12. When the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, the Lord is with you, mighty hero. What did the angel of the Lord call Gideon church? Yeah, a mighty hero. But here's the thing. Gideon didn't feel like a mighty hero. He was hiding out. Gideon was more like a nerdy hero than a mighty hero. But what's awesome about God is, God never sees the person as they are. He always sees people as what they could be, as what they could become. You can see this truth when you look at Jesus. When Jesus would interact with people, he would always call to their potential. He met this guy named Simon, and he told him, no, 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 no. You're no longer going to be Simon. You're now going to be called Peter, which means the rock, if you can smell what I'm cooking. Okay, a little wrestling humor for some of you guys out there. But he was Peter the rock. That's what he called him. So let me ask you a question. Was Peter really the rock when Jesus called him that? Was he a guy ready to lead this big thing called the church into the future, despite what ad adversity would, would come before him? Was he ready to do that when Jesus called him Peter? No. I mean, if you look at Scripture, no. But we see Jesus saw what was in him. Jesus saw what he could be. See, God doesn't see us where we currently are. He sees us as we could be. He sees our full potential if we're really living out the larger story with him. So write this down because this is kind of our overarching truth for today. And here's what it is. Every hero fears failure. Every hero fears failure. For, for those of you who are Christians, deep within us, we might know that we were created by God for victory. We know that our God is already victorious. He has won victory over sin and over death, that he's already won the battle. We, we know that, maybe inside. But in those moments of battle, when we draw our swords, when we're facing adversity, when we're facing a storm of life, often the voice of the evil one whispers in the back of our mind, oh, you think you're a hero? You don't have what it takes. Remember all those times you've screwed up in life? And we'll remember each and every one. You're going to fail. You can't do it. You're not a hero. Every hero fears failure at times. How do I know that? The scriptures are full of examples of this. Read the Old Testament accounts of the Israelites. When God's people would get ready for a battle, throughout the Old Testament, again and again and again and again and again, God has to tell them, do not be afraid. I am with you. Every hero occasionally fears failure. Let's see what happens to Gideon, picking up in verse 15. But Lord, Gideon asked, how can I save Israel? I am, I am the weakest. My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my family. In other words, hey, God, you might think you see something great, but let me tell you what I see when I look in the mirror. Here's my view of me. I don't have what it takes. 
I think you got the wrong guy. And Gideon's not the first person in Scripture to do this. Do you guys remember a, a great Bible hero by the name of Moses? Do you remember him? He freed his people from slavery, from Egypt. When God first called Moses, he was like, who, me? Speak before Pharaoh? I think you have the wrong guy, God. I mean, I can't even speak properly. I'm, I'm a stutterer. I can't do it. I remember in my own life, I remember when I first started to feel God leading me into ministry. I was scared. I was terrified. I resisted God. I was like, God, I'm pretty sure you made a mistake here. I mean, pastors are supposed to be extroverted. I'm a bit of an introvert. I have trouble meeting people in the foyer of a church. That's hard for me. Missionary, you think I'm called to be a missionary? Missionaries go into jungles. I don't like camping. <laughs> I prefer five-star accommodations, God. But I, I couldn't get away from God because he knew the future plans he had for me, even though I couldn't see it on my own. Praise God that he doesn't see us for how we are. Instead, he sees us for the potential of what we could become. I don't know how that might play out in your life. Maybe when you think about God looking at your potential, maybe when you think about God calling you a mighty hero, something in it might resonate with you. But when it comes to sharing your faith with a neighbor or a classmate or a coworker, you get scared and you fear, what if I fail? What if I say something that sounds weird or stupid? Maybe God placed in you a vision to do something great, but it would require you to change professions or to start a new business or to start a brand new chapter in life. And you get fearful thinking, what if I fail? What if it doesn't work? And so you hesitate and do nothing. Maybe there's a special person that you'd really like to get to know, but you're terrified to ever tell them. Because what if they don't feel the same way? And what if they reject you? And you couldn't handle that kind of rejection. Maybe there's a ministry you'd like to start or get plugged into. There's, you know, you want to get a small group together. You want to volunteer to work with kids. You want to use your talents in music. But a voice is telling you, you're not good enough. Don't even bother. Don't even try. You don't know enough of the Bible. You're going to fail. Or, or maybe God is calling you to start becoming a spiritual leader in your family but you doubt yourself and you think, I could never do that. I've messed up so much in the past. No one would ever follow me. Today, we're gonna look for truth and strength in God's word to help us overcome some of these fears of failure so that we can truly step into the greater things and the greater life that God has for us. But first, I wanna take a short detour and I wanna speak for a minute specifically to all of our women today, okay? If I can speak to the women. Because women, even though we've been focusing more on the guys in this series, as I said last week and as I said earlier today, this series is totally for you as well. Whether you're young or old, whether you're male or female, this series applies to you. Because women, God is call also calling all of you to be heroes, to be warrior heroes, just like he is the men. There are some Wonder Womans and Black Widows and uh, Supergirls among us. 
And women, I speak to you today with love and with hope that this truth is going to pierce your heart. Women, if you have a man in your life, one of the most important questions that you want your hero to answer, and I know we're all different, and you know, different people come from different perspectives, but in general, in general, for many women, what you want from your hero, what you want them to answer, is probably something similar to this, and we'll put it on the screens for you guys to see. But it's this question, do you cherish and value me today? Do you cherish and value me today? The way that many women feel loved in their life is if they are feeling cherished and if they're feeling valued. That he guards your heart, not every once in a while, but on a daily basis. Man, that's why your wife might occasionally say to you out of the blue, do you still love me? And you're thinking, well, I told you six months ago or six years ago. Or don't you remember the day we got married? I said that in our vows. Like, I haven't told you I changed my mind yet, have I? And for many guys, that could seem like a perfectly logical thought in their mind. But men, for many of our women heroes, it's not about the past. It's about the present. Am I still valuable to you today? And guys, you might think, you know, hey, didn't I just show you? I mean, last week, I did the dishes. Didn't I show you I love you? Yes, hero, you did. But with many of our women, like Cinderella at midnight, all the points vanish, and it's a brand new day. Men, our women want to know if you value them today, today. Now, women, here's what you need to know about your guy heroes, and I hope this lands on your heart. And again, there's differences amongst us, but here's what you need to know. Here's what he would probably like for you to know about him, because many, many men feel this way. He wants you to know this about him. He wants to know, do you respect, admire, and believe in him? Do you respect, admire, and believe in him? That's what he needs to know to be the hero that God has created him to be. And, and, and let's be real here today. Some of you are in a difficult marriage right now. Some of you are facing a storm in that marriage. And if you search your heart of hearts, you might say, well, if I'm thinking about it, no. Right now, I don't respect him. And I don't admire him. And I don't think I can believe in him. Now, let me be clear. I am not talking about abusive relationships today. That's where a man uses his strength destructively for evil instead of good. And as your pastor, if you're in that situation currently, I'm begging you, please tell somebody. Get some help. This church community is here for you. We will stand beside you. We will stand with you. But in most normal relationships, struggles can happen in a marriage. But hopefully there was a time that you did believe in him because you married him after all. And here's what you need to know. A hero is at his very best when he is fulfilling his God-given duty to protect and love his bride and protect and love his family. That's when he's at his best. That's when he's going to shine, when he's willing to say, God, I'm willing to lay down my life for the people that I love. But women, when the person who should know him best, his spouse, doesn't believe in him and can't see the best in him, that's when your hero is likely to hesitate. If she doesn't believe in me, maybe I can't do this. Maybe I don't have what it takes. Maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe I should just quit. 
And the moment he hesitates, your entire family is put at risk. And that's one of the things that I love and appreciate so much about my wife, Julie, because time and time and time again, through her words and through her actions, she has shown me that she believes in me no matter what, no matter what. When I, when I felt a calling from God to quit my job and plant a church, she believed in me, and she believed in that calling that God had placed in my heart. Ten years later, when I felt a calling from God to leave everything we had known for 40 years in Maryland and to move up to Maine and to have my parents move in with us, she believed in me and in that calling that God had placed on my heart. And listen, don't get me wrong, my wife is not some yes woman who just mindlessly follows around, me around and does everything that I say. She's incredibly wise. She's incredibly intelligent. Many of you don't know this, but she completed her bachelor's degree and her master's degree in five years with a perfect 4.0 straight A GPA while having our first two children. She may literally be Wonder Woman. And so she had lots of questions in both of those situations. Is God really calling you to do this? Let's take some time and pray together. Let's seek God's will. But guess what, women? She had my back, and I never doubted it. Women, you take that assurance of Julie's unconditional love and support away from me, and rather than lead boldly, I very well might hesitate. And all of a sudden, I won't become the hero that God has created me to be. So women, are you building your heroes up or are you tearing them down? Because he wants and he needs you to believe in him. And when you consistently believe in him and build him up, chances are he's gonna fight bravely for you and be the hero that God is calling him to be. Okay, back to the men. Men, God has created you, just like our women, with the heart of a hero. And the enemy is gonna try to whisper words to you of defeat and failure to paralyze you with fear. But there are three keys to defeating the fear of failure in your life. If you wanna jot these down, we're gonna go through these really quickly. Number one, we need to embrace the truth that, number one, a hero will often fail on the road to success. A hero will often fail on the road to success. This is just a fact of life. It's one of the big ways that God actually works in life. Oftentimes, God can teach us way, way, way more through short-term failure than he can through minor success. And we learn this in scripture. Here's what he says in Proverbs 24, 16. He says, though a righteous man falls seven times, he what, church? He rises again. He rises again. Watch as God takes our hero Gideon through what many of us would call some setbacks in life. God says, Gideon, you're a mighty hero. Gideon says, I don't think so, God. I'm the least. I'm a loser. I always get picked last in dodgeball. And God says, no, no, no. Gideon, I am with you. And you're going to lead an army to defeat these bullies called the Midianites. And then Gideon responds, but God... We only have 32,000 men. Their army is like over 100,000. We've only got 32,000 men. We are so outnumbered, okay? Well, there's no way. We can't do it. We can't handle it. 
God says, Gideon, go to your 32,000 men. I know you feel like that's not enough, but I got a plan. Here's what you're going to do. You go to your men and you tell them, anyone who is afraid of failure can go home right now. No questions asked. You're off the hook. You don't have to fight. And Gideon's like, say what, God? (laughs) I just told you we had a, a shortage of men. And you're telling me, God, to let anyone who is afraid leave the army? I'm going to lose most of my army. Why would God do that? Because God wanted to show Gideon something. He wanted to show Gideon that he was with him and that he was the one who would lead to victory, but he also wanted to show Gideon that he could do more through a few heroes who believed in him than an army of men who was afraid of failure. And through that event and one other, God took this army of 32,000 men and he shrank it down to an army of 300. From 32,000 down to 300. God literally stripped the hero Gideon of what he perceived as his security. He stripped him of it. And heroes, God will often strip us of the things of the world that we perceive as being our greatest security so that we might turn to him and realize that we have no greater security than the God Almighty. Look at Peter, who we talked about earlier. Peter was proud. He said, Jesus, you've called me Peter. You've called me your rock. I'm not like those other losers. You don't have to worry about me. I will always have your back. I'm Peter the rock. I'll always be there for you. And Jesus is like, not so fast, Peter. You guys remember what Peter did? We talked about it a few weeks ago. He denied Jesus not once, not twice, but what? Three times. And did Jesus end their relationship and cast him aside? Say, you're a loser, you're a failure, Peter? No. Jesus restored him. And I believe through that experience, through that failure, and then through, you know, being restored by Jesus, that's what really turned Simon into Peter the Rock who would lead the church out of the first century into becoming the most dominant faith in the entire world. Men, if you don't fail somewhere along the way, God doesn't have much to use to build real character in your life. People fail. Heroes fail on the road to success. It reminds me of an old fable about a mule that fell into a hole. And the owners came and try and try as they might they were unable to pull the mule out. And so they came to a heartbreaking decision. They could let the mule just sit there and starve to death, or they can just bury it alive and try to end its suffering as quick as possible. And so they started to take their shovels and pour dirt into the hole to bury the mule. But after the dirt would pile on the mule's back a little bit, he would just kind of shake it off. And this happened again and again and again, until the dirt started to build up around the mule. And suddenly the mule realized, hey, I can take a step up, and took a little step higher out of the hole. And again, they would shovel dirt on him, and he would shake it off. And he would take another step out of the hole, step by step by step. And soon, the very thing that was meant to kill and destroy him became the way of his salvation, helping him to get out of the hole Heroes, whatever setbacks you may have faced, shake it off. Take a next step. 
and watch what God does through your failures to lead you into the greater story that he has for you. Here's what Psalm 37, 24 says. It says, though he stumbles, he will not fall, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. So number one, a hero will often fail on the road to success. Number two, if you're taking notes, is this. A hero must surrender control to God. A hero must surrender control to God. And this is one of the most difficult things for a hero to realize because we want to be in control. We want to be in the driver's seat. Look at the point where Gideon realized that he was in control. It happens in Judges 6, verse, uh, verse uh, 13. It says this, But Sir Gideon replied, If the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? In other words, if I could be in control, God, I think I could have done this better. And we wouldn't be in this mess with the Midianites. Heroes often want control, but we will never be all that God wants us to be until we can surrender that control over to God. And men, we especially, I think, struggle with releasing control. But to step into the greater things of God, we need to be able to release control in our lives. The only exception to that is with the remote control. Women, I'm sorry to say it has been predestined by God that the man shall keep control of the remote control. At least that's what I try to tell my wife. Honey, I'm sorry, we can't rewatch Downton Abbey for the 12th time. The Boston Celtics are in game seven tonight. They need our prayers. It has been ordained by God. Amen? She doesn't usually buy it, though. But every hero must learn to surrender control to God. And the victorious hero wins the war by trusting in God and fighting one battle at a time. Do what's before you and trust God with your future. If your marriage is struggling, can you win her back in half an hour? Probably not. But can you say, forgive me for not being the man of God I was supposed to be? I wanna listen to your heart. How can I love you better? You can do that. And then what you need to do is you need to open your ears and shut your fat face and let her talk. Because gentlemen, she'll tell you how you can love her better. Can you lose 100 pounds and get a ripped six-pack abs by next Friday? Probably not. But what can you do? You can put the ice cream sandwich back in the freezer and step away from the fridge. You can start going for a walk every day. You can meal by meal, day by day, fight one battle at a time that's directly before you. Some of you single guys, you want to get married to a godly woman so badly. I mean, you think about it. You pray about it. Can you get married this weekend? Unless you have a mail order catalog we don't know about, that's probably not going to happen, right? But what you can do today is you can take a bath, right? You can get a job. You can move out of mom and dad's basement. You can attend church and start to develop some friendships with some godly women, Right? You, you can pray for God to give you 10 seconds of incredible courage and reach out to a godly single woman and say, can I buy you dinner? Because I would really like to get to know you better. And there are some godly single women in this church who are praying that a man of God might do that. Men, you were created with the heart of a hero. And you will win the war by trusting God and fighting one battle at a time 
step by step by step to the greater plans he has for you. So number two, surrender control. Last one, and then one for today. Number three, a hero is empowered by God for victory. A hero is empowered by God for victory. Check this out. Gideon was still insecure, and the Lord spoke to him and said this in Judges 6.14. The Lord turned to him and said, go in the strength you have and save Israel out of Midian's hand. Am I not sending you? God said, go in the strength that you already have, Gideon. Am I not the one who's sending you? God is saying, I created you with everything you need to be able to succeed. And I'm with you. So stop hesitating. Don't hesitate anymore. Trust me and take the next step. Trust what God put in you. You're a hero. Two thoughts on this, and you might want to jot this down as we wrap up today. The first is this. Our greatest fear is failure. For many of us, that's just a fact, that our greatest fear is failure. But that's not where the real pain comes in. Here's where the pain comes in for most of us. Our greatest pain is regret. Our greatest pain is regret. You want to see pain? You talk to someone with a whole lot of regrets late in their life. When they say, you know what? This isn't the way my life should have turned out. It could have been. It should have been. But I hesitated. I never trusted God fully. I never took that chance. Don't let the fear of failure cripple you and lead you to the greatest pain you'll ever know, the pain of regret. I'm so thankful that Julie and I stayed obedient to God and his calling in our lives. Some of you here this morning, you need to stop hesitating so that you can step into the greater things that God is calling you to do. What what are you going to regret for the rest of your life if you don't at least try? Gideon experienced failure, but he trusted God. He surrendered control and he was empowered. He was empowered by God. And his small little army of 300 heroes won an incredible victory over the Midianite army with their tens of thousands of warriors. They won against unbelievable odds. God has put within you the heart of a hero. And if you don't follow that calling, that cause, that passion, that dream that he's placed in your heart, you may regret it. You may regret it for the rest of your life. God has given each of you, men and women, the heart of a hero. He's empowered you to step out in faith and to achieve victory. Be the hero that he is calling you to be. Can we pray together this morning, church, with heads bowed and eyes closed? Heavenly Father, again, I know that this message, this series is gonna land in a lot of different places with a lot of different people in the room today. Each of us with our own history, our own baggage, our own life situations. Father God, we trust that your Holy Spirit will speak to each of us exactly what we need to hear. For some of us here today, it's about facing this fear of failure, realizing that God has greater things in store for us, challenging the voice of the enemy when he speaks into our ear, realizing that it is a lie from the pit of hell, that God has great plans for us and for our future, 
if we would trust in him. For some of us, it's accepting that and just being like, God, thank you for seeing me in my potential, for seeing me as who I can become in the greater story of you instead of where I am right now. Thank you for being a God like that, who loves me like that. You're amazing. For some of us, it's about releasing control. We've been holding on so tight. We wanna be in control of our lives. And for some of us, we need to make the decision today. God, I'm tired of this. I don't wanna be in control anymore. You're the one who made me, the one who created me. You're the, you're the king of the universe. I trust you more than I trust me. God, I'm ready to surrender my life to you. I'm ready to give you control of my life. There may be some of you here right now ready to make that decision. And then for others of us here, it's just realizing that we're not in this alone, that, that we are empowered by the God of the universe for victory. That when we struggle with failure, when we struggle with disappointment, for us to hold our head high and to realize that the Holy Spirit of God, this incredible power of God lives inside of us as followers in Christ. And that God is calling us to something greater. Wherever you might be right now, I pray the Lord would speak to you what you need to hear and that you wouldn't just, you wouldn't just listen to the, the wisdom and the story of, of Gideon, but that you would take a next step, that you would take some action, and that you would do something about it. God, I pray in advance for what you're doing in the lives of your people. We love you and we give you all the glory and honor and praise today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. The worship team is gonna lead us in a closing song and I, I invite you to stand and, and to sing and to respond how you see fit. And I wanna tell you, for some of you here, if it's about surrender, if you're ready today to make that decision, to make Jesus the Lord of your life, I wanna let you know you can do that. You can respond right now. God sees you exactly where you are. He sees the greatest potential inside of you. As always, the altars are open. If you wanna come forward and pray, you can pray right in your seats as well, but respond as you see fit as we sing together.
announcements as we prepare to leave today. Um, if this is your first time here, uh, Pastor AJ is out in the lobby. would love to meet you. Just find him. He's got a gift for you. Uh, if you came for the uh, memorial event today, it's going to be happening in the gym um, following the service here. Let me pray for you. Lord God, I just thank you so much for who you are. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your love. Thank you for the empowerment of your spirit that allows us to go out into the world and make a difference. Uh, Lord, I just pray a, a blessing on each person here, each family here. I pray that your presence, your spirit would rest upon them this week, that they would bring your grace, your love, your peace into their homes, into their jobs, and everywhere they go. We pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. The Lord is with you, mighty warriors. Go in the power of the Holy Spirit. Wow. 